Hello and welcome to our Secular Overeaters podcast series, where you'll hear from speakers who have found recovery from food and other addictions without God. For additional information, go to secularovereaters.org. And now let's get to today's podcast. Welcome to this Secular Sponsorship Ask It Basket workshop. Uh, we're going to be focusing on sponsorship. My name is Susan. I'm from Queens, New York. I'm a compulsive overeater and your facilitator for this workshop. I'm going to be uh, focusing on unity to answer your burning questions like, how do you find a secular sponsor? Which I was completely stumped about when I first joined. Right? And I joined secular OA in the first place, so I didn't hear about it from uh, more traditional. And also, how do you know when you're ready to sponsor? So remember, no question is too big or too small. Right? Ask whatever you want but make sure that it's relevant to the topic and that all questions come from a place of respect and gentle curiosity. Right? We also ask that as much as possible, your questions be brief and to the point. So Carolina is going to post the Google form and you can enter your questions in that Google form. And while you're thinking about your questions, Michelle will read some sponsoring tips from OA's A Guide for Sponsors. Greetings, everybody. My name is Michelle. I'm from Oregon. I am a compulsive overeater. Overeaters Anonymous does provide several pieces of literature for sponsors. And at the end of today's program, you can ask us to mail that packet to you free of charge. It's a packet that we've put together, especially for secular sponsors. This packet includes the OA pamphlet titled A Guide for Sponsors, Why, When, and How to Be an OA Sponsor. And then we've pulled together a few key points from that pamphlet, and that'll hopefully be a good introduction to the basics of sponsoring. So here are some of those pointers about sponsoring. One, a sponsor is abstinent and works the 12 steps to the best of their ability. A sponsor listens and supports, but definitely is not a therapist. Sponsors do not pretend to have all the answers. Sponsoring keeps us from isolating ourselves, and it reminds us why we work this program. The perfect sponsor does not exist. We recommend that you speak to your sponsor about preparing yourself to become a sponsor. And you sponsor up to your level of experience. So say you've worked up to step eight, you can sponsor other people in working up to step eight. Ask others how they sponsor, always maintaining anonymity as you have these discussions. Be realistic about how much time you have to give a new sponsee. Be honest with your sponsee about your own recovery. It's not advisable to enter a sponsor-sponsee relationship with someone who you could be sexually attracted to. Objectivity in the sponsor-sponsee relationship is important. So in some circumstances, it's not advisable to sponsor a friend, but often a sponsor does become a friend. Um, so here is the pamphlet. It's much more extensive than what I have shared with you today. And here's a lot of other information that comes in that pamphlet. But it's a, you know, this is a brief introduction on working the steps with sponsees, how many sponsees you can handle, the types of sponsors, suggestions for when a sponsee is missing in action. Some of this information is higher power focused because it comes from traditional OA, but you can change the language as needed and adjust 
to your liking. And remember, seculareovereaters.org also has extensive resources on sponsorship. We'll go over those in a little bit, but right now I'm going to turn the program back over to Susan. Hi, everybody again. So Valerie will screen share all of the questions that everybody uh, put into the forum. And you are welcome, anyone is welcome to choose one or more questions that speak to you and then answering it to the best of your own experience. So the goal is to maybe not answer every single question that's on the form, but to choose one or two and answer them really thoughtfully. And please feel free to answer a question that has already been addressed. You may have a different answer, and so that's fine. So let's take a look at some questions. Anybody ready? Uh, Jenny, you're up. Hi, I'm Jenny, compulsive eater and sugar addict. And um, I'm going to just address the, describe how you work with your sponsor or sponsees. I basically follow the model that I had with my sponsor. She's not a secular sponsor, but she is open to me being secular and atheist and trying to help me understand things. And we started just meeting like once a week and I was working the steps with her and I was using the OA 12 and 12, as well as the OA workbook. And I do the same things with my sponsees as well, except that I like to include a secular 12-step book as well, because there's so much God stuff in the OA literature that we can really get bogged down in that. And, you know, it's possible to do things like rewrite the, the God questions in the OA workbook you know, so it makes sense to you. So there's a lot of adjustments as a secular sponsor that I can help my secular sponsees make. And I also, I just meet once a week with them and with my sponsees. And if there's an emergency in between time, um, you know, of course we usually send texts or something, or we will have a phone call. Um, a couple of my people I meet on Zoom, another person, it's just phone call. And I'm not meeting with anybody in person right now. And also as a secular sponsor, most of my sponsees do not even live near me. It's been really awesome to, you know, meet people from across the state or the world. Anyway, that's my share. Pass. Thanks, Jenny. Okay, Kathy S., you're next. Hi, Kathy, compulsive overeater and a sugar addict. I also want to address the, how do I work with my sponsees or sponsor? Um, my sponsor is quite traditional and she had us go through the 12 steps in the, in the OA 12 and 12, then the traditions and we're reading lots of different books together. Um, I personally do not use that same approach with my sponsees. I find the OA 12 and 12 horrible to read and therefore it is an adjunct read rather than the main read. We go through secular books 12 and 12 and I do have them read the OA 12 and 12 to get the wisdom out of it but all of my sponsees are secular and most of them have religious trauma in their background and don't want to deal with any of the God stuff so we don't. As Jenny said, I also, uh, I meet with some on Zoom, some on the telephone, and I have a couple of food sponsees who just text me their food. There isn't any real discussion that goes on. Um, I, I tailor what I work on with my sponsees according to their needs. 
Um, so it, it, it's, it's a number of different, different methods that I use, but it's always based on be honest with me or this can't work because I just need to know what's going on with you in order to be able to help you. And um, also commit to the meeting times with me because I'm setting aside that time for you. And as an element of respect, we both need to respect each other's time. So it's based on respect and honesty and what they need for their recovery. And that's what I try and help them with. Thanks. Thank you, Kathy. All right, Carolina. Hi, my name is Carolina and I'm a compulsive overeater. I would like to answer the question, um, do I really need a sponsor? And um, I think I had uh, the problem that a lot of people have or have, have had that I was late in the game when I found secular overeaters and I was not able to find a sponsor because all the people I was attracted to were already full. And so I, uh, I had to find some workarounds to do. So with accountability buddies uh, or just having um, one-on-ones with other secular fellows. And, um, and now I'm, I'm actually so happy with my workarounds that now I find myself, I find uh, myself asking, uh, okay, if I had, if I even had a sponsor now, what would I be doing with this person? Because all the things that I, I would like discussed or I need um, support with are, 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 I'm already doing with all, with um, other secular fellows. So it's a really, really interesting question for me. Um, it's, it, it doesn't mean I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not really that actively looking for a sponsor, but um, I think if, if someone does come my way, um, where it might be a good fit, um, I think I'll definitely try it. But I think I would answer the question with, um, do I really need a sponsor? Um, for me, at least, not necessarily. Thank you. Thanks, Carolina. Okay, Deb, you're up. Hi, I'm Deb, a compulsive overeater. I. It's funny because I was just thinking uh, that do I need, really need a sponsor? And my answer is absolutely. <laughs> I was in OA for many years in my twenty, in my thirties, and in my forties, and then um, had a quite a long break, and then just came back last year, last summer, and I was going to lots of meetings and. Um, looking for a sponsor and the people that I wanted to, you know, thought maybe I'd like to have them as a sponsor, um, weren't putting their names in the chat for sponsoring. And so that happened for a while. And the people that were saying they were sponsors, you know, weren't people that I was attracted to, to get a sponsor. So it just dawned on me one day that I can, um, private message, you know, direct message the person in the chat anybody, you know, and, and I did like three people and all three of them, you know, asked, do you sponsor? And all three of them said, yes, um, they did. So I talked to all three and, um, and picked one and I lucked out. She, she's not a secular sponsor, but, uh, 
a secular program person, but um, but really, you know, in my book, she is because you know her higher power is is not God. So anyway, um, but she totally respects that I'm uh, an atheist, and um, so that was one thing I wanted to say that it took me a you know I was waiting for this sponsor thing to connect, but. I didn't get abstinent until I had a sponsor. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the other question was, what if I don't like my sponsor? Um, I, my thought is don't hesitate to say just that this isn't working. And um, whether anybody takes it personally or not is not my problem. So I, um, and even having more than one sponsor I, I just think whether you call him a sponsor or whether, you know, we just don't do it alone. So for me, sponsorship is really, really important to work the program. Thanks. Thanks, Deb. Okay, Valerie, your turn. I was going to answer the same question. I just wanted to put one, <laughs> one other um, point on it. And that is, for me, I have a character defect of stubborn independence. And to ask a sponsor to help me, to guide me is something I haven't been able to do yet. And I think everything that we go through with the, with the steps and the 10 tools and all of that are, are kind of forcing us to face our character defects and, and work through them. And so I think asking a sponsor to help me is more than just about getting the help. It's about the asking. And I, I think that's an important point. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Valerie. Okay, Amelia, your turn. Hi, everybody. I'm Amelia, compulsive thinker and sometimes compulsive eater. Um, I come from traditional OA and um, I am a theist. And um, interestingly, the people I work with, um, uh, I would say have a more secular sort of viewpoint. Um, what makes it sort of interesting for me is that I, uh, the work I do requires me to listen to what the higher power is of the other individual and to support them from that place. So it's, it comes fairly naturally, but there's still like, there are spaces that I, I think I need some support with, which is why I'm here today. Um, I've been in the program around nine years. And um, so through that time, I've had several sponsors and a bunch of sponsees and Right now, um, I have the privilege of actually co-sponsoring with someone. It's the first time I've done that. But I was without a sponsor for a while, and um, after a little trauma, um, and uh, and I was and I was eager. Um, I also was going through a big transition, but 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 I knew I was ready. I you know my experience in this program has told me that. It is absolutely necessary to have um, to have a guide, um, and I knew that for myself, I was looking for someone who had spiritual maturity, um, and um, I sponsor someone who's um, has a deep spiritual life. Ours is a little bit different from one another. I wouldn't expect it to be all the same, but we we really meet each other. I just feel delighted, and at the same time, um, you know, I am called to be present for for her um you know we we reciprocate and it's amazing it works amazingly well 
Um, and a reminder on time. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I would recommend if it's possible to have a sponsor who's only there for you. Um, I wouldn't consider changing, but um, at this point, but that's that's what I would recommend. Anyway, great to be here. Thanks for having this um, the, this program. Thank you so much. Thank, all right, it's your turn, Marisa. Thank you. Hey, so I'm not sure if I'll answer a specific one or not. Um, because my experience, I feel like my experience has been different. And 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 Alcoholics Anonymous, I had a sponsor, but I didn't, I just never went through the steps. I mean, I did some of them and she never really pushed me on them. But like, she was like my dedicated person that I knew, like, it's okay to reach out to people. That's why we give our numbers and stuff. But I guess to me, I kind of saw it as like a mentor who I could, who said it was cool if I ask a whole bunch of questions. So I think in some ways I've kind of kept that, I don't know, in my own thinking, and like, I find myself being interested in being, you know, and in, in sponsoring, but I don't know if I'll ever be good at taking somebody through the steps. And I don't know, like I've been asked to be accountable, you know, to help somebody be accountable and chase after them. And, and I've come to realize that that's just something I'm never going to do. Um, so, yeah, I guess sometimes I wonder about raising my hand, like I'm, I'm willing to like mentor and like give advice or give my thoughts or share, not advice is probably putting it strongly. Um so I might be asking a question on this more in the, but, you know, for me, you know, do, do you have to work the steps with a sponsor? Like I would like to think in secular overeaters that we don't, that it depends on each person, what we want to do, that there's more than one way to get there. Um, and, uh, and if you don't like your sponsor, that's probably a good thing that like, it is better to tell them, like, if, if somebody comes to me and I don't give them what they need, it, it is better for them to say, hey, I want somebody who really will walk me through the steps, you know, more, more, you know, in a more disciplined way. And, you know, and that's cool, you know, and we can still talk and I can still, you know, um, offer my experience, strength and hope. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Marisa. Uh, nobody has their hand up, so I'm going to take a turn. And I'm gonna answer the question, is it okay for secular sponsees to work with non-secular sponsors? And uh, right now I'm on my third sponsor and she is awesome and I love her and she's here. But my first two sponsors were, um, were traditional, they were non-secular. And one was lovely and respected the fact that I was a secular humanist and didn't have any problem with it. It just, our styles didn't match and so that was fine. But my second one made me feel like my, um, my lack of sort of a traditional religion was a character defect. And I knew that that was not something that I wanted to stay around. It felt damaging rather than helpful. So pay attention to yourself, listen to yourself. Um, you can find a wonderful non-secular sponsor if there isn't a secular one available, but make sure that that sponsor respects your beliefs. And I pass. I see that Michelle has her hand up. Hi everybody, Michelle, compulsive overeater. I think I'd like to answer the question on uh, what do you look for in a sponsor? And you will hear this advice, and I think it's very good advice, which is to attend meetings, attend workshops, talk with other fellows, get to know them, listen to them, and to approach someone who has what you want. Right? Just approach someone who really looks like they have the kind of serenity or abstinence or philosophical approach, whatever it is that really appeals to you and ask them if they are willing to sponsor you. 
and um, and be prepared to you know have to maybe ask a few times because we definitely have a shortage of uh, secular sponsors. Uh, which brings me to another question I saw on here, which is how do you find a secular sponsor and is there a directory? And there really is not, and there and there there is a shortage. And so keep asking, keep meeting people and be open to different arrangements like, you know, someone who will just help you, just sponsor you for the first three steps or just sponsor you through your first 30 days. Be, be open to arrangements like that that are um, maybe a little bit creative. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Michelle. Judy, I see your raised hand. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk about is everybody fit or able to be a sponsor? And I'm really hoping some people will jump in with that part of the question. I can answer the second part, It's which is, or at least I think I can. If not, what other bigger service can you do? Um, because I'm not sure I'm ready to be a sponsor and I haven't figured out if I'm fit, but I happily lead meetings. I am prepared to be people's accountability buddies. Uh, and I am in fact on the secular service board uh, so I, I am serving the community as a whole, as opposed to one general individual. Uh, I also do my best to be active on our Facebook uh, channel, um, sharing articles I've read that I think are helpful to people and, you know, or other ideas uh, that are going on. And I'm working right now to organize um, a reading for recovery book club uh, that's a smaller group but if it works i'd like to have it be a model that we can use to teach other people how to do it uh, so like i said i i'm very comfortable with service to the group and and that's what i i try to do for this um, I am not great one-on-one, -on -one, so that's why I'm figuring out if I'm, I'm fit or able to be a sponsor. Uh, so that is my answer to that question, and I will pass. Thanks, Judy. All right. So nobody else has their hand up, and so if anybody would like to take on a second question to answer, that'd be great. And I see, Kristen, you've got your hand raised. Yes, I wanted to answer the question, um, what do people want to do with their sponsors? And I'm fairly new in the program. And so I guess my thought was that a sponsor was someone basically a guide for, you know, how to, um, how to know what my homework is. And that's exactly, I, I found a sponsor in my third day because I really wanted a sponsor. And um, she did what I loved, which is she just kind of gave me homework. She said, reach out to three people a day and go to 30 meetings in 30 days and then she asked me to write a food history and the food history is something that I had no idea that I would be doing something like that. And I felt it was so helpful for me. Um, it really helped me see my picture and I don't know why it was so helpful, quite frankly, but um, it was a writing assignment and I took my time doing it. And then what I experienced with sharing it with her was extraordinarily a sweet experience for me. And um, just, very healing it felt and so I think we're going to start into the steps now um, and I think I would say that I guess I kind of expected to go into steps but that was before I knew about secular OA and so I'm I'm kind of curious um, I'm taking an intensive right now to learn about maybe there are other ways than doing steps so I don't know that's kind of my big not really knowing anything answer thank you thank you Kristen anybody else want to take a question for the first time or the second time. Oh, Jenny, I almost missed it. Go ahead. 
Hi, I'm going to just combine a few things on here. And of course, I'm losing the questions now because there's so many, which is great. Thank you, everybody. I identify myself or when people ask me to sponsor, and I usually don't raise my hand to say I'm available because I just, I have three sponsees and I kind of feel like, you know, that's enough. But even getting all three of those sponsees, I don't think I ever got them from raising my hand to say I'm available. So really take what other people have said to heart where, you know, go to several meetings and like, listen to what people have to say and see if there's someone you connect with and just ask them anyway. And it could be somebody who hasn't even been a sponsor yet. And maybe they need that extra nudge to start sponsoring. And you can always, like Michelle said, you know, you have different constraints around it. Like, you know, be a t have ask someone to be your temporary sponsor to go through steps one through three. But anyway, um, I identify myself as a step sponsor. I don't I usually, when I start working with my sponsees, we do talk about the food because that's like, you know, so important to like, make sure you have a food plan and talk about what your abstinence is. I like having them identify their red, yellow, and green light foods, you know, just to kind of get a basic baseline of, you know, what they should be doing around the food. But then I like to just get into the steps. And I have to say that for myself, it has been really revolutionary. Um, I've gotten so much recovery. I've been in therapy before, but I never was dedicated to, you know, dealing with my food. And for some reason, you know, talking to another compulsive eater about crazy, embarrassing food behaviors helped me open up just about so many other things that I didn't want to talk about, you know, with even my own therapist. And so I just really find that the steps are really important. But that's for me. And so when people, you know, maybe approach me, I say, well, I'm a step sponsor and this is what I do. So I usually have, you know, a plan laid out of what kind of things I would like to see from my sponsees. I would really like them to attend, you know, three meetings a week. I would like them to take a service position in their meeting. I would like them to read, you know, specific books and to do their, do their homework. And you know, I sort of feel like I come off being a hard ass, but we are here to work on these things. You know, this isn't just like somebody to sit around and chit chat with. These are issues and we're trying to work on them. And people, you know, are willing to, you know, give their sponsees an hour or however much time it is a week to help them. And so, you know, let's make the most of this. So anyway, that's just kind of my perspective. But, you know, after my sponsees have worked through the steps once, then we usually work on the traditions and I just, I use the 12 and 12 traditions. And there's also um, a book I really like called, um, oh my gosh, somebody pipe in if you remember the exact title, but uh, the abstinent 12 steps, the ones by uh, Martha Cleveland. Anyway, she Is has a the very short. Alternative 12 steps? Yes. The alternative 12 steps. Thank you so much, Linda. That's has like a short section in the back that talks about secular you know, version of the traditions. So I do find that that's really helpful. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling like my two minutes is up. <laughs> Pass. Thank you, Jenny. Okay, Susan, your turn. Hi, um, I wanted to answer the question about if you can't find a sponsor, uh, what literature, et cetera, would you use to guide yourself? And one thing that has helped me and also one of my sponsees was the big book study at oabigbook.info. And the reason I would bring that up is because the person writing it um, is atheist or agnostic. 
and talks about how to have an ideal instead of like a higher power. And it takes you through the steps. And um, I think it's a really good resource. And then there's other outside literature that I've used, like um, a skeptic's guide to the 12 steps that really got me to an understanding um, without a belief in God. I'll pass. Thanks, Susan. Okay, Carolina. Hi, I just wanted to add that for um, um, for literature, um, et cetera, you can also go um, to the website, secularovereaters.org. Um, I'll post a link in the chat. And there you will find really so many things, um, action plans and, and, and links. And um, so it's, uh, it's really, really a great resource to start working the program, even if you can't find a sponsor right away. Thanks. Thanks, Carolina. Has anybody answered what makes the secular sponsor different? I think that there's probably no one right answer other than um, then maybe a wider idea of what a higher power is, or even working the steps without the idea of a higher power, but some other form of community. And um, because I think what holds secular and non-secular OA really together is the idea, the importance of connection and the importance of getting help from the community and the fellowship. But I don't think there's any one answer to that since each sponsor can be so different. I pass. Michelle. I, I think I'd like to answer the question about what to do if you have a sponsee who, I, I lost the question in the scroll, but it was something about if they're really not willing or uh, able to do the work to get abstinent. And I, I can speak to that from my own experience as a sponsee, um, you know, having some of those glitches when I, when I was not uh, doing well. And I have a wonderful sponsor who's an experienced sponsor. Um, and I think you need to take all of those circumstances on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, in my case, I, you know, I have been dealing with cancer, which sometimes created all kinds of other complications um, and limitations and, you know, emotional and physical challenges. And I think as a, you know, my sponsor was great in sort of rolling through that and knowing when to give me a little bit of slack and when to sort of redirect me and, and hold me accountable. And now as a somewhat new sponsor myself, I think I'm, I'm kind of weighing those um, choices as well. So I think you really have to assess is someone, um, if they're, you know, if they're not abstinent, are they still showing up? Are they still working the steps? Are they still, um, you know, doing what needs to be done. It may be that as they're working the steps, as they're answering the questions, as they're writing their food history or, or answering the questions in the workbook and really working through this, they may have that light bulb moment where they get that little piece of information that helps them move toward abstinence. I think as long as they're still working it, um, just instilling that accountability also with compassion. 
but I can imagine, I just timed myself at two minutes, so I'll wrap it up. Um, I can imagine that, um, that you might run into a situation where someone just really isn't doing the work and then you probably have to be honest with them about that and maybe encourage them to start again when they're more ready. I'll pass. Thanks, Michelle. I'll, I'll double I'll down. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there's questions. Oh, I just lost it, but it was like, what, what would you use if you didn't have a sponsor and, and books wise? And for me, I found it um, really good to go through the workbook, um, with the prompted questions for working the steps. Um, I was able to really take my time with it and, you know, get mad and walk away and come back and list some more defects and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then it helped to have the other book as a, a reference, but even more than all of that, it really helped to have this, the um, secular interpretations of the questions um, from the book that I got from secularovereaters.org. Um, I had gone through it. And once I saw those, I kind of went back and did some more of it, um, especially like step two and things like that. So it's like, if you're trying to work this on your own, it's like, there, there are written guides there to help, but, and then attending the meetings and having the accountability buddies and, and the recovery circle was really helpful as well. I did a recovery circle with a few people and we just talked about, you know, our challenges, our days and how we got through it. And it was a, a good thing. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Valerie. Okay, Kathy. Hi. Um, do I really need a sponsor? When I first came into the program, I was at um, a traditional meeting. And anyone in that meeting who sponsored was also deeply, deeply religious and believed that God was helping them become abstinent. I, I did not believe, rightly or wrongly, that that person could possibly guide me through to get abstinent because the frame of reference was absolutely wrong for me. I need practical steps I can take. And so uh, I waited until um, a person came into the meeting who was a Buddhist. And I thought, okay, this will work because I wasn't hearing any of the militant hard line. If you're not down on your knees, you'll never get abstinence from her during her shares. And that has been wonderful for me because um, she has helped me so much. She's my first sponsor and has been my only sponsor for the last three and a half years. Um, she has been a sponsor for a really, really long time. And so now uh, that I'm sponsoring, I can ask her advice when I have a struggle with a sponsee and I can learn a different direction to help that sponsee either get back on track or look at what they're doing without any judgment on my part. And, and so that's been uh, absolutely invaluable to me. Um, but even though she does have a higher power, she respects the fact that I don't. And that's the reason that we can keep working together so well is because uh, 
she knows where I'm coming from, even if she doesn't fully understand it, she can see my methods and and respects them. But for me, yes, I need a sponsor. I also need recovery circles and accountability buddies and every single little bit of help I can I can get because uh, you know I struggled with this all my life and couldn't do it by myself. And now I am doing it with everybody's help. So thanks. Thank you, Kathy. Okay, Michelle. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to address the question that someone wrote saying, this is my first meeting and I have a general question about how to get a sponsor, but also how to choose one. And what's your opinion on whether to choose a secular sponsor or keep it open to everyone? And we've addressed some of that, but I wanted to I wanted to uh, approach that question specifically because I could say from my experience that I really needed to work the steps. I really needed this for recovery, but I shied away for years from the 12 steps because I knew that some of that religious language was just going to be a deal breaker for me. I just wasn't going to be able to really dive into it because it would feel so foreign. And so I think you need to assess for yourself really what are the pieces that will be the most important to you, acknowledging that there, you know, there are not that many available sponsors. And if you find one who's not secular, you need to have that honest conversation with them first and let them know what your uh, challenges are or what your specific needs are and see if they're okay with that. Because I would say that one of the main differences between secular and non-secular sponsorship is in working out your higher power. And if you're secular, you need to define what that higher power is. Is it, is it the collective wisdom and experience of others who've gone before you? Is it nature? Is it um, relationships? Is it some, you need to decide what that power is and maybe you need the, the support of a sponsor to help you get through that. But all things being equal, if you have a sponsor, secular or not, um, who's able to help you start working your program, um, in a way that feels supportive to you and gets you some recovery, then uh, that's the most important thing, as long as you can work out the whatever, you know, differences you might have on the spirituality. I'll pass. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, we're going to wrap up the Ask It Basket portion uh, of our program today. So thank you to everybody who asked a question and thank you to everybody who answered a question. So before we end, We'd like to spend a little time showing you where you can find secular sponsor resources on the Secular Overeaters website. Michelle, um, will you lead us through that? Yes, and Valerie is going to show you uh, and walk you through it so you can get the lay of the land. Here is where you can find more information about secular sponsorship. You just go to overeaters.org and then go to the program tab, which Valerie will show you, hover over the sponsor tab, and then you'll see these four pages, finding a sponsor, secular sponsoring, secular sponsor speaker series, and then sponsor alternatives. So let's go under the finding a sponsor tab first, and you will find some suggestions, um, some questions that you can ask a potential sponsor, say, um, and especially how to know if they're secular or secular friendly, and if they're open to using outside literature. And the secular sponsor tab connects you to resources like the 
Secular Sponsor Speaker Series. And this sponsoring kit that we talked about, the sponsoring resources, both from the general OA perspective and then also from a secular point of view. And then going to the Secular Sponsor Speaker Series tab, that links you to all of the virtual sponsor workshops, um, like this one, with experienced sponsors speaking on topics like secular spiritual practices, preventing relapse, putting together a food plan, working the steps. And then the last tab is find, is, is the sponsor alternatives tab. And there you'll find out about resources for people like maybe if you don't have a sponsor, resources like accountability buddies, or if you have a sponsor and you're looking for support resources in addition to sponsorship, those include accountability buddies, recovery circles, a number of things, uh, reading materials. And so there are lots of helpful links, helpful recordings, plenty of literature. You'll find them anytime. Again, that's secularovereaters.org. Thanks, Michelle and Valerie. All right, so thank you everyone for coming today. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you at the next event. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit secularovereaters.org and consider making a donation.